Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello and happy holidays. Welcome to the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined tonight only by Justin Southwell. Eve is busy gallivanting around the United States trying to uh, launch his new business. So Eve, we miss you, but uh, he told us to hold it down. So we're going to do our best. We'll do what we can, of course. You know, it's not the same without you, but we got this. All right. Show must go on. It is our our, uh, last game of the season. It's here. It's crazy. I mean, that will be, this episode comes out on Thursdays. This game is played on Wednesday, so it's not your typical game week. But yeah, this is our last right. episode before the Texas Bowl. Oh, kind of sad in that way. Yeah. I feel like in the summer, dog days of summer, we're like, oh, begging for football. And then it gets here. And I don't know if we all truly enjoy it the way we should and enjoy the journey that these guys go on from week to week. We're in the midst of it, and we're just like, oh, I can't believe we're playing like this. I can't believe we lost that game. Wow, we bounced back. This is great. We should have been doing this the whole time. We find ourselves just like frustrated and upset. Now it's the last game of the season. We're going to be wishing we had football for the next nine months. I know. Here we are. This is This is where we are now. So, yes, it is a bowl game, but soak it all in because this is the last bit of college football for a while. Didn't the season fly by to you, to oh, me? Yeah. I'm like, wait, how, first of all, this year, how is it already Christmas essentially? Like what? Sneaks up on you quick. Absolutely crazy. It's just so funny to me because I think back, you know, just reflecting on the year, the year end self-reflection. And at that point in time, I wasn't working with OSU Max that I wasn't, you know, it was just kind of in the starting process, starting up. Um, getting into the athletics world over there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's been a year since I've been with them, getting to cover the teams. It's been so much fun. And yeah, I mean, I remember when I worked on college game day, this time of year was like the final stretch and it was miserable. I'm not, you know, (laughs) it was absolutely miserable because I, there was one year, I think I went to Washington and then Alabama. Like I hit two schools for um, the college football playoff because you always go and do shoots at each of the, the final four schools. And you have to like do the interviews with the players, do features, do all of that. And the way it lined up, Washington was early. And I think it was Alabama or Clemson. It might have been Clemson. One of them was late. So like, Meg, you can go to Washington and come back and then like hit the next school. So then you're just doing all this content, so much stuff. And it's just, it's a grind. You know, I would go home for Christmas the night of December 23rd, and I would be on my way back to edit 6 a.m. on December 26th. So (laughs) now that I am not working on game day, it is so nice to uh, get to kind of enjoy the holidays with my family. And this part of the season, I'm like, just get to January, you know, 10th or whatever day it was that season. And then I can recover from the craziness. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty similar to that. Whenever you're you're playing football, uh, there are just times throughout the season where you're really reflecting like, man, I miss my family. I wish I were back home. And it hits hard around Thanksgiving and it definitely hits hard around Christmas because it's like everybody, all of the students that you're familiar with, they get to go home and spend two weeks with their family and hang out. Football players, not really the case. You got to be practicing. You got to travel for bowl. You know, you got all kinds of stuff going on. And it's easy to think, what is my life? Why am I doing this? What's what's going on? And then you get on the other side of it and you're like, man, I wish I was doing that again with my with my guys. Like, miss my brothers. And it's just so, so unique. You know, I feel like whatever you're not doing, you want to do. 
And then whatever you're doing, you're like, oh, it could be so much better. But it really is about just take a step back, enjoy it. Um, yeah, all of what you've done all offseason culminates to right now. This is the last game. So for especially the seniors, your last college football game ever. And yeah, some of you guys might be able to go pro. Some of you guys, it's your last game ever. So truly soak it in. Enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah, That's the theme. Have fun, but also please win because we want 10 wins. And Justin, last thing you had mentioned about, you know, how you miss Thanksgiving, you miss Christmas. I think they're leaving either Thursday or Friday this week or they're, you know, they're leaving before Christmas. So the team is spending Christmas in Houston with each other. And I know a lot of families will be there. So I hope that some of the families can get there early to be there. But like Cowboy fans appreciate these guys spending the holidays away from their family for the Texas bowl against Texas A&M. Well, sure thing. should we get in into game talk? Let's dive in. All right. Final game of the season versus Texas A&M. This is our fourth bowl game in Houston. We are two and one in Houston. I like those stats. As I already mentioned, a win <laughs> the Cowboys. Well, yeah, better than our record in Dallas. So. Exactly. So That's Houston, Let's let's move the Big 12 championship to Houston next year. And uh, I like that for us. Yeah. I mean, hey, they are moving uh, Big 12 media days to Vegas next season. Yeah, I saw that. They had some kind of scheduling conflict Odd. in Terry World. Like, yeah, of all places, mm -hmm. Vegas. But I digress. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should think about relocating the Big 12 championship to a city that we are better in. But, you know, mm -hmm. we'll, you're Interesting. Mark. We'll chat. We'll chat. Uh, but, yeah, facing... AM Gundy has straight up said he has no idea what to expect from AM with all their changes in the coaching and their roster turnover. I think they've so far lost 19 guys to the portal. Hmm. They don't have a head coach. Both their coordinators are leaving. What what do you make of this game? Yeah, I mean, as per usual, Gundy is spot on, right? I mean. By by not knowing, it's it's just so funny. Um, how do you how do you even prepare for a team like this? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're in just kind of a a really weird, unusual time for college football. It seems like you know these these bowl games. It seems like they're losing importance these days, which is a shame. Not all bowl, not all of the bowl games, but some of them, most of them. Uh, you know, you got guys that are regularly opting out for the NFL guys who are hopping in the transfer portal and you got to take it as what it is. It's, it's an exhibition game. And sure. There are some things to play for Oklahoma state playing for 10 wins, but I mean, it is, it's an exhibition game. So I think because of the shift in mindset from the players over the years, there probably has to be a shift in mindset from the coaches too. And you got to think about, how do you want to utilize the bowl game? What makes the most sense for your team? Do you want to focus on getting younger players in to see how they're going to perform in the game? Uh, do you want to honor your seniors? I think this is a perfect way to honor the seniors on the team. If I were a coach, I'd want to thank those guys, especially the ones who have you know, stuck with you through the, the program. They didn't necessarily jump to the portal or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just totally design plays around to ensure that these guys are able to record some stats in their final college game. There's no pressure. You just go out and have fun, dial up some trick plays, just play straight up fun football. Of course, yes, you want to win. But I think that part of that too is you have almost a better chance at winning if you have fun from from time to time, especially in, in a game like this where there is no pressure. Um you know, for, I said trick plays for offense. I guess for defense, probably hitting people really hard. And I know that <laughs> you got to be careful because <laughs> of targeting and stuff like that. But I think there is a way to do it where, you know, you can you can hit hard uh, without playing dirty. Um, but yeah, play loose, have fun, hype up the guys, and man, yeah. Again, seniors, this is like the last time you're going to get to lace them up, put on the pads. So enjoy it. 
I see what you're saying. Have fun, you know, get some trickery in there. However, I want to win this game. I want to win this game. I talked to Ollie last week after he won the Doak Walker uh, and he wants to win this game. They all want to win this game. He said the mindset in the locker room is really good. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a new year six bowl. It's not a college football playoff bowl, but they're playing for 10 wins and 10 wins is a lot of wins. So I say do everything that you just said, as long as it's not to the detriment of the team and don't get too fancy. If it's close, like let's play smart football as well. You know? Yeah. Well, I think there's, you know, people think of, they hear the word like trick plays and automatically assume like some kind of elaborate, crazy scheme that you would just Fair. never think of. But in a lot of cases, the trick plays, you know, end up scoring touchdowns. Um, it's not like you're just totally being careless with the ball and playing, you know, the opposite of conservative and you're just, you know, letting completely loose. You're expecting to, you know, throw an interception, fumble it, whatever the case is, because you don't normally see that type of play. But, Again, if you're able to execute those trick plays, I mean, in all honesty, are they even really trick plays if you think about it? Like just because it's a, a flea flicker, does that make it a trick play or a reverse? Does that make it a trick play? No. I don't necessarily think that's that's like a counter. You know, it's just another way of it's a little fancier. So maybe the I don't know, trick plays. I love to see like, you know, the hook and ladder, Statue of Liberty, that kind of stuff. And those are the plays that help Boise State beat OU in the Fiesta Bowl. So I digress. I'm just saying, have fun, have fun. Finally, you know, like maybe a fake fourth down, you know, like a punt, but fake, mm. fake, a fake punt, you know, something like that. I'm all about that. But, you know, when I was talking to Ollie, he said that this is not a free game. They have to go out and earn the W. They want the 10 wins this season. Also, Bowman said last week, this has been the most fun he's had playing football in his entire life. And of course, we have to look back at the 2022 season. And I think everyone kind of fans and players like, oh, a ball game. Cool. Whatever. And there was no excitement no anticipation or anything like this but I think that again playing for 10 wins is like there is something to play for you want to send your seniors out with a W the other thing with Alan Bowman not to get too far away from this game but he did apply for a waiver for an additional year of eligibility so Justin what do you think that would mean to the offense if he did get that waiver approved and he did come back for another season in Stillwater yeah it's a it's a good question I think I would still fully expect to see a quarterback competition in the spring. There we go. <laughs> just because he's coming back, it doesn't automatically assume like he's guaranteed the starting role. So that quarterback competition was so close through the first three games of the year. And the Colts coaches ultimately had to roll with a guy and they chose Bowman. It could have been any of those guys, right? So it could be that he wins it outright next spring and he's QB one again. I think that that'd be good for continuity on our offense. But at the same time, he does have limitations in his game. He wasn't accurate deep downfield. And if that isn't improved on in the offseason, it can lead to the defenses adjusting to play closer to the line of scrimmage, making it tougher on Ollie to run the ball. So if he is QB1, he's definitely going to need to improve the accuracy on deep balls. If not, Fully expect any of these guys coming up, younger guys. Um, just it's going to be a quarterback competition. It is what it is, and we'll get there when we get there. But totally appreciate everything Bowman's done. I hope he does get the extra year. I hope he is able to lead the team, and I hope that that doesn't necessarily mean that some of our younger guys decide, "Oh, that's it. I'm just going to hop in the portal," because again, anything can happen. Bowman does have the injury history. We need to have a solid backup who can go in and take over the offense like we didn't lose a quarterback at all. So it's very important for all the guys on the roster just to be as tight-knit as they are right now and continue to, to keep that bond going. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about backup quarterbacks and we are going to be facing one in Texas A&M. Jalen Henderson, he transferred from Fresno State. He started the season as a third string quarterback, was thrust in the starting position after injuries. He has played in four total games this season, 704 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions in those games. He had 
four total touchdowns in the win over Mississippi State, two pass, two rush. His last two starts, he had a 70.6% completion percentage, 554 yards, and two interceptions. So, you know, talking about quality backup quarterback, that's a third-string guy who uh, has, has done okay in his last four outings. And you know how we've been against – not only backup quarterbacks, but dual threat quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you have any questions about how to uh, maybe slow down a dual threat quarterback, just look at the tape from 11 out of the 12 games we played this year already. It seemed like everybody we played against had that dual threat capability. So don't expect Nardo to make any sweeping changes just for the bowl game for this guy. But backup quarterback, I mean, that is, that's always a concern whenever it comes to Oklahoma State defenses. So, you know. Well, you know, sticking on our defenses, the defenses, uh, yeah, fun little stat about this game for our defense. Nick Martin, Nick Martin, Kendall Daniels, and Trey Rucker are looking to become the first trio of Oklahoma State defenders to reach 100 tackles each in 38 years. The last trio to do it was James Ham. Leslie O'Neill and Mark Moore in 1985. Nick Martin, he's already surpassed 100 tackles. He leads the Big 12 and is fifth in Power Five with 133. He needs one tackle to break into the top 10 on OSU's single season leaderboard. He's averaging 10 tackles per game. And if he reaches that this week or the 27th, he'll be in the top six all time in program history. Kendall Daniels has 98 tackles this season and Trey Rucker has 94. Both Daniels and Rucker are averaging seven tackles a game. So if they hit their average guys, we could have a trio of hundred tacklers. You would love to see it. You would. That's, that's pretty impressive. You I would. mean, yeah, just handing out hundreds, hundred across the board. That's pretty and, cool. You know, we've we've given Kendall Daniels a bit of a hard time in recent weeks. You know, talked about is he hustling? Is he playing hard? But then you look at that and you're like, he has almost a hundred tackles this season. So I mean, have we been too hard on Kendall Daniels? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I mean, no a doubt, lot. it is a lot of tackles. But I'll say he's also missed some tackles. So that number could even be higher next year if he continues to develop his game, if you want to look at it from the other side of things. True, true, true. Um, yeah, you know, sticking with the defense, AM ranks ninth in the nation in total defense. They are first in the SEC. They're allowing under 300 yards per game. They're also in the top 20 in rushing defense and first in the SEC, only allowing 106 point seven yards per game and you know the sec i don't know if they played mizzou this year i would need to go back and double check but you know they had mizzou had a top rusher sec teams i think running the ball i think bama and their run game um so that's a&m that's pretty good how do we get ollie going against this run defense well i mean i think it all comes down to keeping that defense guessing, you know, that's why it's so important to have that balanced offense, not just in run versus pass. It's where you run and how you, it's all about being unpredictable. And then you got to mix in the passing game with screens and deep shots and slants, mid range passes. So you got to be able to do it all to keep the defense guessing. Otherwise they can spot a weakness and exploit it through their game planning. So, that's what I mean why when I was talking about Bowman being able to connect on deep passes, like that's why it's so important. It's because it'll open up the run game for Ollie even more. But regardless, Ollie is the best running back in the country. And hopefully these past couple of weeks of rest from playing from games has improved his health because there was there were several times over the past few games where he was slow to get up. I'm holding my breath. He's hobbling back to the sidelines. And then sure enough, he's a tough dude. He's able to get back in the game. But it was pretty clear he was playing through injury. He had a lot to play for because the Doak Walker was on the line. So I understood it. Um, but yeah, with some, some time for him to recover, maybe he's close to or maybe even back at 100%. So... If that's the case, good luck trying to stop that guy. But not really good luck because Ollie's on our side. So, yeah. 
Yes, uh, A&M did not play Missouri this year. However, they held Alabama to 23 rushing yards. Hmm. So that's... They do like I, to show up against Alabama. It is... They're kind of like the, the, the thorn in the side for Alabama, it seems like. You know, there's always that little... One of those, one of those teams. It's kind of like uh, Iowa State for Oklahoma State. You know, it's like, why are y'all hanging around us? For real, get away. You know, that's probably a terrible comparison. I'm just <laughs> throwing something out. But yeah. then they gave up 232 yards on the ground to Tennessee. I'm just kind of going back through their games right now and looking at looking at some of the SEC teams they faced, and I'm like, what is what is happening? And then Ole Miss. 131 yards on the ground to Ole Miss, but they're, I mean, the point is, is that, you know, Tennessee aside, they have forced quarterbacks to, uh, to throw the ball a little bit more. So I, I expect a big game from Leon Johnson and from Rashad Owens and Brennan Presley, any one of those three guys, especially, you know, with, uh, not that Jaden, I mean, Jaden Bray and Blaine Green have, um, entered the transfer portal. Not that Blaine Green has had that, you know, big of an impact this season. Uh, but Br I mean, Bray has had some key plays. He's had some, some moments for sure. So, I mean, I just, I feel like this could be, you know, Leon Johnson's like moment. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, Definitely. I feel, I feel good about it. Um, but yeah, I just, this, this game is so hard for me uh, when you think about everything, because, uh, so Jimbo Fisher was fired for, for those who are unfamiliar with the, the coaching situation at Texas A&M, they fired Jimbo Fisher late in the season. They hired Mike Elko from Duke. However, Elko will not be coaching this game. Their interim head coach, Elijah Robinson will be this game, who was a coordinator on the staff this season. And then after this game, after the Texas bowl, Robinson will then head to Syracuse to be their new defensive coordinator and Texas A&M's offensive coordinator, Bobby Petrino is returning to Arkansas. So there's just a lot of chaos chaos surrounding AM. Plus they have lost several linemen, offensive linemen to the transfer portal. So if I hear that and I am Nick Martin or Colin Oliver or Xavier Benson or literally any defensive player, I'm thinking I'm getting after the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we kind of know what it's like whenever you lose a couple of guys on the offensive line. And, uh, you know, last year we're talking about it because, of injuries, but you got to think of it the same way because even though these guys aren't injured, they're hopping in the portal. They're not going to play in the game. So you're going to have other guys that are their backups coming in. And it's, I think a good thing for us. I mean, how quickly can these guys, these new guys adapt to being in that position in live game reps versus guys on defense like Colin Oliver and Nick Martin who have been playing at a high level all year long. So I I only see benefits to that for us. Uh, and we obviously know how important lines of scrimmage are in football. And it's a big deal. Um, A&M, they've got all kinds of talent all over that roster. But if you don't have the best line, it makes it a little bit tougher. You shall see. We will get to game picks and uniform predictions in a little bit, but we've been talking a lot about the portal. If you have been following the news at all, you know that a handful of Oklahoma State players have declared, as I mentioned, Blaine Green, Jaden Bray, Jaden Nixon have all declared. But we've also, oh, and of course, Gunnar Gundy. Uh, but we've kept a lot of linemen, so yay. That's good that we have a handful of our offensive line returning for next season. But Jaden Bray, he has accepted an offer from West Virginia. He had offers from Washington State, TCU in Houston, just to name a few. And Justin, you had a thoughts on in-conference transfers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how strong of thoughts these are. You mentioned a lot of teams that are already in conference. So, I mean, it's whatever offer he gets, I guess. But doesn't it just feel kind of wrong? Like these are teams you play against, not for. So, yeah, but I then mean, like John Paul Richardson or, uh, well, it's a little different because um, we didn't play TCU this year, but right. But we like last year, TCU 
was in the national championship. And then you look at a team like Baylor and Dom, you know, Dominic was Dominic Richardson. Yeah. 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 Like he went to, Again, to play those guys. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well you go to these other schools and it's like, well, jokes on you. Cause we're playing in the big 12 championship and your teams are not very good. So. Yeah. But it's also like, think back to, you know, 10 months ago or whenever. And it's kind of like, Oh gosh, here we go. Like John Paul Richardson, he's about to go play for TCU. And those guys just went to the national championship. Like it's going to be a high powered offense. Like, you know, Baylor kind of similar deal. And they just, they both kind of fell off really weird years for them. But I don't know at the time, we'll still say it. It feels wrong. Like you prepare all off season with these opponents in mind. And then you have a full week, sometimes two, if you have a bye, where you're preparing to play against these teams. So you kind of have a mindset thinking, I don't like these guys. And then the season ends and you're going to go play in their colors. It's just kind of weird to me. I don't know. I, I just see that versus transferring to the Big Ten or SEC or ACC or any other conference. And you've got a much more indifferent attitude toward those other programs. But ultimately, I don't know, you put yourself in the player shoes that, you know, of, of today. And you're going to go to a place where you feel like you have the best opportunity to stand out and have success. But honestly, it doesn't have to be at any other university. You can do it at Oklahoma State. That's all we're saying. So stay uh, here, please. Stay here. I, you know, why would you leave? But yeah, I, I don't know. That's uh, an interesting, it's just everything that's happening right now with the transfer portal. Guys are making maybe not the most informed decisions about where they're going, thinking one thing and it turns out the opposite happens and you're maybe stuck there. I don't know. I think they're starting to lift rules where if you transfer again, you can play immediately so maybe it's not a, but you're it's almost like you're wasting a year and we've seen it with other others other players um john paul richardson maybe not the best example because he had a pretty similar season to what he had but we would have loved to have had him on oklahoma state's team this year and i mean does it lead to another win i don't i don't know maybe maybe not but i mean spencer sanders and we've got all this drama going on twitter about you know, how he left and how the fan base feels about him. And he didn't get to stand out at Ole Miss. And now he's academically ineligible and can't even play in the bowl game. So it's just so crazy. The fall from grace that you had, where if you would have come back this year and led this team to 10, 12 wins, whatever the case is, we're probably putting you in the ring of honor. And you're going down as one of Oklahoma state's best quarterbacks and beloved by everybody. And then you flip the script and leave that way. So it's just, it's a weird deal. I mean, it happened. Everything happens for a reason, but it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. We were all worried that the sky was falling at the end of last year. People were predicting us to win three and four games this year because we lost so many people in the transfer portal, including the star quarterback. And look at us now. People have the sky was falling after week three and the loss of South Alabama. So, I mean, yeah. Also true. But would you, okay. So I, I see your point about going in conference, you know, cause you know, as a, as a former college athlete myself, if I ever transferred, I never would have thought of going to the teams that we played every single year. Cause I'm like, I hate these teams. Like yeah. for some, you just hate more, but I'm like, I would never right. play for you because you are the enemy. Yeah. However, would you rather them go to West Virginia or a, you know, Houston or a Washington state, his offers or go to an Alabama or a Georgia or a Michigan who's like a perennial college football playoff contender, you know, it's like, you're just going to like, are you doing this uh, to get a, a ring essentially? And I know that it's a lot different than the NFL. Um, but what's, what's worse. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily know. Uh, 
well, let's say like um, Tanner McAllister, I guess, for example, he, he went to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dang, he might go win a national championship with Ohio State. But he went with Knowles, though. True. But it's also like the I'm trying to draw the comparison of like a perennial Fair. powerhouse. And it's like Ohio State's probably the closest one that we have um, from the recent transfers, I, I think. Can't think of anybody that had Jabbar Muhammad, to, Washington, but neither yeah. perennial. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are those are some examples, and it's kind of like, you know, we don't we OSU hasn't had to play them, so I don't feel as I, I'm just kind of like keeping an eye on them from a distance, and I'm like, okay, good for good for whoever. Um, but the last thing I would want is for Oklahoma State to become like some kind of feeder program into Ohio State, and then Ohio State is coming around and they're stealing all of our linebackers and guys that are showing out maybe receivers here and there and it's like dang what what is happening why are we losing all of our top guys to ohio state and essentially being like a farm team for them like that's i would not want that to happen so i can see both sides but but those are i think maybe a little bit different scenarios in that case yes very very true i just i know it's very different but i mean it's not that much different because college football is becoming somewhat of a mini nfl but when you see mm-hmm. players you know it's it's more most prevalent in the nba because of how small the rosters are when they build their super teams they're like i'm going here because i want to win a championship and like i get that i get that but don't you want to like work for a championship and not just take the easy way out and no, man. nobody wants to work anymore <laughs> no one wants can't to work. beat them join them that's that's the thing I mean, I guess I get it, but like, do we we're, not have work ethics anymore? You and I are counterculture. We just we want to work for things, so it's that much more worth it for us. Exactly. I like to earn my awards. Yeah. That I've earned. <laughs> uh, well, should we get to to uniforms? Oh, of course, always. Always. Okay. And I did see, I did see the uniform, uh, not predictions, the OSU tracker. I saw the post with all of the bowl combos. Yeah. So, all the bowl jerseys from yeah. the Gundy era. There we go. Yes. Um, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I saw I, something. I did send that to Justin Williams, kind of like nudge, nudge. Did you know that we're undefeated five and O in black jerseys? What did he respond to you? No. Oh, well, that's rude. <laughs> He's a busy guy. It's bowl season, and they got all kinds of bowl gear they got to give out. Um, they're doing all kinds of stuff with, I don't know, the the people and the local communities. It's a very much a time of giving. I'm sure that Justin and Co are very busy. So wait, I need to. Okay, we're gonna sidebar really quickly. Oh, yeah. Um to because you said all the bowl stuff so i want to talk about this for a second and i forgot to put it in our rundown so we're just going to sidebar uh before we get to uniform so everyone bear with me for my tangent um i was leaving the facility the other day and i was downstairs in that little like field area not it's not a field but when you like get off the elevators and it's by the weight room you know what i'm talking about and there are just tables it's called the the green room the green room. so that's the green room okay yeah well, makes sense because it's green. Um, but like the walk-on wall and everything. Oh yeah. My favorite, my favorite room in the whole. Okay. Facility. So I'm, I'm leaving the facility. Really, I'm of. in the green room. Right. And Justin Williams is there, but they had like tables, tons of tables set up with the bowl game stuff that you can choose from. Like what? Yeah. Explain it's that. Intense. Like what, what is the process of getting your swag? I don't even want to say bag, like your, your swag suitcase of goodies from a bowl game. Yeah. This is where all your hard work pays off. You know, you make it to a bowl game. There are incentives involved. The bigger the bowl, the better the gifts. Imagine that. Whenever we had, let's see, 2009 was the cotton bowl year and Things have come a long way. I'll say that because what they're picking from now versus what we had back then, it was somewhat, it was just different. I think there was also a limit 
set by the NCAA. There, there was a max amount you could give per player. And I think that that max amount was $550. So with that in mind, in 2009 at the Cotton Bowl, our bowl gift was a 32-inch Vizio TV, which is really cool to have if you're a college student and you don't have a TV or if you have a smaller TV like I had. I had like a 22-inch TV at the time. Upgrading to a 32-inch was a big deal for me. All right? mm-hmm. And then there's a, there was a watch also. So there's a just a basic watch probably by Fossil. Calvin Klein, maybe. And it just had the Cotton Bowl logo, maybe an OSU helmet. I don't remember exactly. So those were our like two gifts. And that was it. Boy. And then for uh, the Alamo Bowl was the next year. We all got Xbox 360. <laughs> so, of course, huh, you know me, I'm going to hook that right up to that 32-inch Vizio TV and we're going to have a party. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really remember. I think there might have been an maybe another watch. I know that there was a mini helmet that we got and it was split down the middle. OSU logo was on one side and Arizona was on the other. So that was pretty cool. And for the Fiesta Bowl, this is like where it all, this is exactly what it looks like from what I saw in the video. And this is for a BCS bowl back in the day. Big deal. We definitely maxed out of that $550 limit and we had a essentially a catalog of things that we could choose from and it can add up to that amount. So it was like, I think they were listed as like one dollar, two, three, four, five, and you could add up to a certain amount. I don't remember the the amount, 15 maybe making something up to be like your $550 mark. I think I just like spent it all on one big item which was a like lazy boy leather reclining chair and i was like i'm set i've got my tv my xbox and my recliner it took me three years to get here but we made it and um (laughs) yeah they have other gifts though like you could have gotten um i don't know like a like a juicer you know one of those bullet uh, shakes, you know, make your the make ninja, your shakes, not a ninja, 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 ninja bullet, yeah. one of those things. Uh, they probably had other, other things like TVs, Xbox, PlayStation, different things that around in that general vicinity. Grills, I think we've seen like George Foreman grills, things like that, where just all kinds of stuff you wouldn't normally think of, and boom, there it is. Oh, and you know what? Also, kicker gave us headphones that year. So everybody had the same headphones. And then some people had like, you know, the Beats by Dre were really popular too. So they, a lot of Beats headphones. And um, dang, I forgot one year we we also got like iPod Nanos. No, iPod Shuffle. Oh, the really yeah. small one. The little ones that you yeah. clip on? You yeah. Clip on? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, all kinds of all kinds of stuff like that. It was really cool. And on top of all of that, you get bowls stuff that has like, you know, your logo on it, the other team's logo. You get fitted out with um like in the Fiesta Bowl, we all got this like Jordan brand white jumpsuit kind of thing. Like you had these nice pants, nice jacket. And uh, this is back in the day whenever everything fit really like loose and baggy. If you look back at like the 2003 NBA draft, that's what I'm talking about. Like this is the style back then. And so now, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't wear it. I can't pull this off. I look, I look crazy. So, um, yeah, sweatsuits, um, the walk gear, you know, you just, you see the guys that you go down on the walk and they have everybody's dressed out in the same stuff. It's, that type of stuff with all the bowl logos on it. So you get a refresh of all the cool stuff, uh, hats. And if you win, you get another hat, like all kinds of cool stuff. So too much for too much for a lot of people. I think Eve, he would get it and just turn right around and 
give it to Goodwill or something like I don't know. Not me. I'm keeping everything because this is all like I love OSU. I'm, keep, I'm holding tight to everything. So, do you still have the recliner? Where's the recliner? I do still have the recliner, and it is in my son's bedroom, and we read a book in it every night before bed. Wait, I love that so much. Yeah. Well, I literally thought when I walked into the green room the other day last week, I literally thought that it was like a silent auction or something because that's how much stuff was out. And I don't know if it was like the players going through the catalog and they just like, I want one of these, I want one of these. But I saw like the little egg, you know, like the sandwich maker, like the breakfast sandwich oh, yeah. maker. They had that. I'm pretty sure there were air fryers. I was just very confused by what was happening and what was going on. But it was that. But Leon Johnson, if you are listening – this is the time you want to raid your son's swag because <laughs> all all the licensed stuff, all the gear. Yeah. So th this is now. The time is now to go get that team-issued stuff. <laughs> that was it. All that stuff. And then, of course, maybe around the same time, you're getting fitted for your bowling as well. So, Do you get one, win or lose? Yes, which is... It is what it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's kind of well. like, okay, do you should you get a bull ring if you lose? I guess it's worth it. So I don't know. Well, um, he still has his Fiesta bull ring. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You think he that's something he held on to? Yeah, I'm pretty sure all the guys would. Nobody's gonna. Um, don't don't sell your bull ring. Come on, guys. I don't know. It's got your name engraved in it uh, on the inside. So. If if there's somebody out there that wants to buy Eve Batoba's bull ring, I mean, I don't know. That's just kind of kind of a weird thing to want. I, it's I would a think. fiesta bull ring. They don't know. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sorry for that tangent. I just remember. No, it's fine. That's that, fine. Uh, what well, I we talk about, we get to talk about it like once a year. So it's like, what is happening this is, right now? This is I the want, time. I want these bull gifts, but uh, yeah. I got my bowls. I got well, my bowl rings back there. All right. Uniform picks. We'll give Eve's first. He did He did yeah. give his to us. Oh, I need to pull up my document with all of the things in did it. He, did he put the uniform combo in the right order? Because I saw his score prediction. <sighs> what was that? I, Eve, we're going to give you a hard time. That literally. score was in reverse order. And it, yeah. It hurt my soul too. Uh, yeah, painful. Read that. We'll we'll tell you what he said when we get to when we get to uh, game picks. But uniforms, he did say white, orange, white is what his guess was. Wow. I believe I'm, I'm confirming that I'm confirming I wrote it down right because the he just literally with the way he put his score just really messed with my brain. True. But yes, white, orange, white. He did not uh, have yeah. any. He did not have. Um, no logo. logo. No logo. We'll say we'll say the brand. If All you're right. gonna go with the white, orange, white, the classic look, we'll go with the classic logo. All right. My guess is I know we are the home team. I understand that home teams typically wear their color jersey. However, if Texas went all white in the Big 12 championship and they were home, so I'm going to guess it for the third time this season, all white, black numbers, brand. Justin Williams, please. I have guessed this three times. For the love of God, let me be right. <laughs> it'd be a it'd be a fun one to see. Um, I, I I don't really know how that works. I guess uh, maybe Justin Williams reaches out to the head of equipment at Texas A and M and is like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna wear all white, so you're gonna have to wear your maroon yeah. this week for this game." I don't know how that works, but if that's the case, I mean, I, I'm jealous because somebody at Texas A&M knows the uniforms before we do. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's I guess like, it's, that is true. White, which which white? You know what? <laughs> you don't have to say all the colors because it's just the it's just the. Yeah, we have the advantage there. That's that's a that's a mm -hmm. that's a good point. Well, for me, I'm going to go with I'm sticking with traditional home stuff. I do like that 5-0 statistic being undefeated in black jerseys and bowl games. So I think you got to keep that streak going. And one combination that I love that we haven't seen yet is white, black, white with 
the curse of cowboys okay we've seen a and, lot of uh, cowboys though this year we saw it we saw it in like the promo whenever they initially released the uniforms and i was like man that's gonna be so sweet when we wear it uh we have one white black white in a bowl game we wore it in 2017 versus virginia tech won that game so but it would be cool to see a combo we haven't seen in a while white black black which is what we wore against texas a&m in 2010 i'm not picking that as my my combo i'm just saying it'd be really cool if we saw it mm -hmm. go yeah. with go with the home back there with the black brand logo i like which that. i miss dearly i like that good well we'll see we'll see on the 27th all right guys he is back for one final OSU game prediction this season. Will Bixby go 11 and three? I don't know. Does he go with? Does he go with? Yep. He's going to finish with a better record than Oklahoma State. Yep. What a dog. Yep. But proud of him, though. Proud of him. I will give Eve's pick first. I want everyone to know that in the text that Eve sent Justin and I, he picked OSU 30 to 38. What is that? <laughs> Eve, you've authored a book. What is this new format that you're dropping on us? And he did it four different ways just to make us even more frustrated. So but yeah, it broke both of our brains, hurt our souls. But yeah. we'll accept we'll accept the pick, I guess. As <laughs> someone just, just gotta give you a hard time, Eve. It's so funny. Yeah. I like when I had to do highlights back in the day for Sports Center and we had to do the shot sheet for the talent. I swear to God, if I ever put the score that way, I would have been fired. Would have been fired. <laughs> you just can't you can't put the score that way, Eve. You can't do it. The higher number always goes first. <sighs> okay. And for those who are aspiring to work in the sports industry, if you ever do a highlight, the higher number always goes first. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're Thank welcome. You. To my TED talk. Oh, that just hurt my brain earlier. Well. But to be clear, he did say OSU 38-30. So yeah. he does have OSU winning. He does. Which is a good thing. Yes. Uh, for me, I'll go ahead and say, OSU five and two in its last seven bowl games, with the last four being decided by seven points or less. I like that. I would love to see OSU win in a blowout, but I can't imagine it with this offense and this offensive coordinator. All season long, they have had an explosive potential and haven't really exploded, except for maybe when they peaked midseason around West Virginia. Cincy, but AM's defense is much better than those two teams. So that's my reasoning. Uh, I'm going to go Oklahoma State 28 to 24 in a close one because let's not forget Texas AM had the number one rated recruiting class ever in 2022. And I don't know how many of those guys are still on the roster, but there are players and coaches on this team who have something to prove in this game. The SEC brand, if anybody champions it more in that conference, it is A&M. And we saw what happened in the last matchup against A&M. So close game. I just want to flip it. We need to win this one. So let's go, Pokes. 28-24. I am also going with OSU. However, I don't think it's going to be as close. I think there's just a lot of question marks, a lot of things being shuffled around at at AM. We saw last season when we lost a lot of guys to the portal, what that did for us in the bowl game. And though we did lose to a new coach at Wisconsin in Luke Fickle, the 2023 Cowboys are not the 2022 Cowboys. I think that our defensive line is going to get through to the quarterback a little bit more with that offensive line who has left to the portal. Ollie's going to be Ollie, and we are going to win 34-17. Ah, I would love it. Let's just 
not that I would go to bed early because it is a late game, but to be able to have a resting heart rate, yeah. like after halftime while I'm winding down for bed would be very welcomed. So please, that, that could be your Christmas gift to me. Cowboys just, just win big. I will be on the East coast, so it will be a late kick for me. Oof. So please, please just put it away early guys. So I can go to bed, please. Please. But speaking of the bowl game, quick programming note for next week. That game will be played on Wednesday night, which means we won't be able to record our episode until Thursday. So instead of coming out with our new episode on Thursday, the 28th, our next episode, our final episode of 2023 will be on Friday, December 24th at 10 a.m., Central. So just a little moving it down one day because of our bowl schedule. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming in 2024. So Friday, December 29th will be our next episode recapping the Texas bowl. So yay, tune in then. And before we go, guys, I want to say quick congrats to former Cowboy player, current Cowboy coach, Jamie Blatnick, hired by Derek Mason at Middle Tennessee as a director of strength and conditioning. So congrats, coach. Yeah, great follow on Instagram if you want to feel like lesser than because <laughs> the guy is a, just a monster. <laughs> uh, Jamie's a great guy. I'm going to miss him in Stillwater. I'm sure the guys are at Oklahoma State as well. But best of luck to you in Middle Tennessee. Just go, go ball out. Go have success. Make us proud. Oh, and thank you all for listening to this episode of the Believe in OK State podcast presented online. Like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, review, all of the things. He's Justin Southwell. I'm Megan Robinson. Happy holidays and go Pokes. Go Pokes. Beat Texas A&M and the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Say that three times fast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.